T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, what am I sending in for Joe Beamer? I'm trying to figure it out. It's uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Yeah, sorry I was off Friday and Monday because uh, of a cold. I never take off because of colds unless they affect the voice. But I've got a little theory here. Probably, I, I look, it's a theory. I can't prove it. I cannot present evidence to you whatsoever. But uh, the theory is that we were all so super clean. During the pandemic, we were just also sanitize this and sanitize that. I have a theory that the immune system got weak. I do, because you get to a certain point in your life. A cold is no big deal. You've had every variant of the rhinovirus you could possibly have, right? Well, you would think so. But this one... At least now I know why I slept eight straight hours last Wednesday or Thursday, whenever I said I did. Uh, it said, boy, you sound tired today. I said, no, actually, I slept eight straight hours. That never happens. No, I think that was the beginning of, uh, of what happened. But um, and what was weird about it is that, uh, what was weird about it is, I, I'm sure you've had this happen, where you wake up in the morning and you feel, oh, okay, I, I'm better now. And then you go around, you start to do some stuff, and then suddenly, uh, I got to get home. I, I got to get back to sleep because this is not right. And that's pretty much uh, the story of the past uh, of the past few days. I mean, it's not not the worst thing that uh, can ever happen to somebody. But what what I found particularly strange because this had never happened before, had never ever happened before. I blame the vaccine. I'm just kidding about that. But it, it had never happened before. Actually, had a tear duct block. You ever have a tear duct block? Okay, it looks like Mike Tyson hits you in the face, or at least above the eye. It was like the weirdest thing. You wake up with eye goop, eye boogers, then you look in the mirror, and the upper part of your lid is all swollen, like somebody decked you. And no, nobody hit me as far as I'm aware. If they did, they must have done a really good job because I didn't feel it and I didn't see it. Never saw that one coming. But uh, anyway, Dr. Google uh, and I diagnosed it, and uh, it, it was a, a, a blocked tear duct, which I guess is common with colds. It's never happened to me. But, Mark, Mark, I don't know if, if anybody can relate to what I'm talking about here, but I really, I really believe that the, uh, the reason that this thing got me for such a long period of time is because we were too damned clean during the pandemic. And I think you're, I, I said this then, and I'll say it now, I think your immune system needs 
to be exposed to crap. Okay, It needs to be exposed to stuff. What did George Carlin say? Tempered and raw because he swam in the river by the sewage discharge. Right Now, George ended up dying relatively young of heart disease, but he didn't die of disease. Well, at least not uh, environmental disease or a virus or anything like that. Uh, But see, there is, in medicine, uh, and again, I have to thank Dr. Google, uh, and I am a graduate of Dr. Google's uh, medical school, thank you very much. The hygiene hypothesis of disease proposes that childhood exposure to germs and certain infections helps the immune system develop. This teaches the body to differentiate harmless substances from the harmful substances that trigger asthma. In theory, exposure to certain germs teaches the immune system not to overreact. And part and parcel of that is that peanut allergies... You know, people get all upset and pissed off when I talk about this, but do your research. Peanut allergies are not a third world problem. Peanut allergies are a first world problem for the most part. They don't have peanut allergies in countries where kids are exposed to all kinds of horrible stuff. Peanut allergies are in the developed nations. I happen to think it's because we're too clean and we keep our kids too clean. Now, look, I'm a guy who bathes three times a day, okay, because I, I like to be clean. Uh, but I'm not neurotic about, uh, you know, I touched a doorknob, I'd better get the Clorox wipe out because I think your body needs some damn work. I think your immune system needs some exercise because would you go out right now and do a marathon? No, no, you wouldn't because pro- you probably haven't been running. You haven't been keeping yourself in shape, but could you run out right now and run four steps and then the next day run eight steps and the day after that 12 steps until you hit five miles? Could you do that? Yes, you could. And it's the same thing I happen to believe with your immune system because every little thing now that hits us, why do you think there's been such an increase in uh, respiratory disease among kids. Well, you think that's just a coincidence? You don't think that has anything to do with the super sanitization that we all went through during the pandemic? It's just a coincidence that all these Kawasaki disease-like symptoms started right after everybody started going nuts with cleaning everything off? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I just, I really believe that... Uh, This was a situation that was brought on by the hyper-cleanliness of the pandemic era. I think your body needs to be exposed to all kinds of stuff to get used to it, right? Hey, that's why, let me tell you something. That's why I got chicken pox when I was 35 years old. And let me tell you something. It was not a lot of fun. It sucked. Didn't get it when I was a kid. Would have been so much easier. Got it when I was 35. And oh my goodness, talk about being thrown for a loop. And and people laugh at you. When you're a grown-up and you get chicken pox, they think you're malingering. They think that you're just faking it. No, you aren't. You're really, 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 really sick. 
And I always joked that Beavis and Butthead and Popsicles saved my life because I had, uh, I was going to say herpes, I had uh, chicken pox sores all over my body. And when I say all over, I mean all over. Fortunately, the scars are limited to the face. I'll take that. But anyway, I should have gotten it when I was a kid, but I didn't get it when I was a kid. So I get it as an adult. My body wasn't used to it. So it went into hyper overdrive and it wasn't a lot of fun. So I don't know how many wackos out there agree with what I just said, but I really, really believe that the reason I was off Friday and Monday was everybody was too damn clean during the pandemic. Really? See, let me give you another example. Elementary school teachers, when you get out of teaching college and you finish your internship and you get your first elementary school teaching job, the first couple of years you're on that job, you are sick a lot. Because you come into contact with every bodily secretion that a first grader, a second grader, and a third grader can cough into the atmosphere or leave behind on a surface. But something happens to you, doesn't it? Three, four years into teaching, suddenly you have the immune system of Superman. The only thing literally that can hurt you is kryptonite. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, All of these little factoids I've gathered in life go into my diagnosis that two days off was because everybody was too damn clean during the pandemic. So the first cold germ I run into, bam, you know, it smacks me upside the head when I don't take off for colds. Maybe, okay, if they cause laryngitis, I'll take off for colds, but I don't take off for colds. No. Anyway. How you doing? Good to be back. Yeah, it's Tuesday on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. So uh, this kind of ties into, and it was flawlessly done, I might add, uh, this kind of ties into uh, where I want to go today. Now, I know some of you are sick and tired of hearing about the DeMar Hamlin story. You think it's been overdone, overkilled, and that thing should have been put to bed on Sunday with the kickoff return to start off the game by the Buffalo Bills. And if it wasn't over with then, it should have been over when uh, DeMar came back to Buffalo yesterday, and he's in the very capable hands of my good friends at Buffalo General. Okay, he, re- he really is. You cannot ask for better people than the people you'll find at Buffalo General. Seriously, I just thank the world uh, of, uh, of that uh, organization. But uh, this, this is about DeMar, but it's not about DeMar. It is about you, Al Franken. It, it, it is about you and your experiences. Now, we all saw just over a week ago, What happened to DeMar Hamlin? We all saw it. By the way, ESPN and the NFL are still going back and forth over that whole five-minute warm-up thing. It's just, it's kind of, it's getting to the point now where it's going to have to have a congressional investigation into it. Maybe, I don't know, nine months of a show trial just to see where that goes. But I digress. Um, We all saw what happened to DeMar. But every single day... People like you and your family get badly hurt or badly sick, and your life is never the same thereafter. Every single day, people just like you go into hospitals in the nick of time. Maybe with a heart attack, 
Something along those lines. Don't know how many of you have been defibrillated, but uh, it, it doesn't look very pretty, doesn't it, when you see it? But I've got a video of myself being defibrillated. Um, now, DeMar's heart stopped. Now, the first time they put the uh, ICD into my body, that's an internal cardiac defibrillator, into my body because I've got a heart rhythm issue. As a white man, I just have a rhythm issue. But I have a rhythm issue uh, that is uh, more predominant in people with uh, Asiatic genes, <laughs> go figure, uh, which is called Brugada syndrome. And uh, doctors out there know what it is. I'm not even going to go into particulars. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's Brugada syndrome. Basically, the first symptom of it is usually sudden cardiac death, like, like uh, Damar, except you're not playing football. You just keel over and face plant, and that's it. Um, so they found that, and they put the defibrillator right in my body. So anyway, after they, after they did that, after they did that, they stopped my heart. They stopped my heart. My heart was not pumping blood. And it's been a while since I've seen the video. Probably a good 30 seconds. I mean, I think it's safe to say that for 30 seconds, if the definition of death is the heart stops beating, I guess I died. I guess I died on the table. This would have been back in 2012. But it was a planned death on the table. And it was really wild. Because the reason that they stopped the heart was to figure out how many joules of electricity they would take to revive me if I went into sudden cardiac arrest. Makes sense, right? Well, how much, how much juice does this guy need? Does he need a 9-volt battery? Does he need four D-cells? What does he need? So um, anyway... I'm, I'm, I'm watching this countdown on the video. All right, uh, 10 joules, uh, 15 joules, 20 joules. Then I see the doctor start to get nervous. I'm reading his body language. Like, he's starting to get really super tense. 20 joules, nothing. I'm still there. Heart ain't beating at all. 25 joules, nothing. And I think finally they settled on uh, 26 joules, as I recall. And I came back and I told you guys at the time that people wanted to know, well, did you have a near-death experience? Your heart had stopped beating. Was it a near-death experience? And I wish I could tell you that, yes, I went to a very warm place and a gentleman with horns said, come, you evil sinner. But it didn't happen. Uh, it was it was nothingness. I have no conscious recollection of it. Um, I wasn't floating above the room. I wasn't watching my body. It was it was nothing like that. And I, but I don't discount those of you who've had near death experiences. Now there's several schools of thought on near death experiences. One is uh, the godly one, or the religious or theological one where you uh, go off into a religious afterlife of one kind or another. Um, the other is what people perceive as near-death experiences, nothing more than neurons firing off in your brain as your body begins the process of dying, which is interrupted by being resuscitated, maybe by a defibrillator, maybe by CPR, maybe by who knows what. So... Um, I want to talk to you guys today 
uh, because, you know, DeMar Hamlin is one guy who is a very lovable human being. And we all have gotten to know people who didn't even know DeMar Hamlin was a Buffalo Bill now know everything about DeMar Hamlin, okay? Myself included. I don't, not everything. I know he's a wonderful human being with a great family. I know that. I know he had a really tough uh, childhood losing some people close to him when he was young. I know that. I know he's a real positive guy and a smiling guy. Know that. Um, and, uh, you know, it'd be, it'll be fun eventually when he does interviews to, uh, to talk to him about, uh, about everything, about life. I'm not sure if he's going to want to go back to the play because some, at some point, whenever he gives his first interview, the interviewer has to, first of all, hey, how do you feel? What was the hardest part about rehab? Tell us a little bit about what it was like to, to, uh, to come back. Then you got to figure out, do I ask him about the play? Do I ask him about the and you got to ask him about the play. You have to. You you have you you cannot not ask him about the play. Um, you have to do it. Do you remember it? Do you remember making the tackle? Do you remember getting up? What do you remember? You remember up to what point? Um, I think people would be very interested in knowing that and it might actually help people uh, down the road. But uh, as far as you are concerned, have you had a serious accident, a serious injury or disease that changed your life, just spun your entire world around. And anybody out there, has anybody out there had a near-death experience? So I'm not talking about DeMar Hamlin to the idiot on the text board. Uh, this is not about DeMar Hamlin. It's about you. It's not about DeMar, so bite me. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBES. So I don't usually look at the text board. I glanced at it, and I just saw an idiot comment, so I felt like I had to come back at the person. These are people who are too cowardly to call into the show, so why should I bother looking at the text board when they're too wimpy to call into a talk show? I don't want to hear my voice on the radio because I sound like this. I live in my mother's basement, and I just... I, I, I watch certain videos all day long. Anyway, uh, 803-0930, star 930. That's my summary of the text board. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. It really is. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, I guess the band quit uh, when I was away, so uh, anyway. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I was starting to worry there. Everything went down the tubes, take two days off, and uh, that's what happens. So anyway, uh, we have a few things that I want to get into here on the uh, program today on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, first of all, obviously in light of what happened a week ago. And look, I'm sick of talking about DeMar Hamlin, too. I mean, just so you know, I I agree. But I think there are um, variations. I mean, I wish him well. Don't get me wrong. But there are variations of the uh, topic that I think uh, I I would like to get into and I've wanted to get into um, ever since it happened. But we obviously had all the press conferences last week and uh, all of the updates on that particular individual. So this uh, is about, <clears throat> excuse me, this is about you and your situation. Uh, have you ever had a situation, it might have happened suddenly, you weren't expecting it, and it totally changed your life? How many of you listening to me right now, how many of you, have had a heart attack, and you didn't know you were having a heart attack until you woke up in the hospital, and they said, well, you just made it. You you face-planted. That's how bad your heart attack was. It was the typical, well, maybe not typical because heart attacks are different for everybody, but it was one of those where you grab your chest and you keel over, and then you somehow are resuscitated, and you wake up in the hospital. I mean, how many of you... Has that happened to, and did it change your life? Let me give you another scenario. Uh, this could this could be a near death experience. This could be a uh, a life changing experience, a car accident. You know, we lose um, thankfully fewer people now than we used to uh, because of various reasons in automobile accidents. Okay, better designed roads, uh, fewer trees right by the side of high speed roads. Um, uh, we we lose um, we, we still lose too many people though, but how many of you have had your life turned upside down because of something as stupid as a car accident? Now I, it was a few months ago. We talked to a guy who, uh, for some reason, I want to say he was a cop in Buffalo, but I get a lot of calls and sometimes they kind of run into another, so I'm not 100%. I think he was some kind of a responder in Buffalo. But anyway, in uh, Clarence, I think it was, this poor guy got T-boned, and his life was never the same. His life was never the same. As I recall, the guy is totally blind. It was one, just a split second, and bad timing. Somebody running a stop sign, somebody running a red light, pow, This person got T-boned, and the rest of his life is not exactly what he had envisioned. And no, that is not a sick pun. Um, John Murphy, the voice of the Buffalo Bills. John had a stroke. How many of you have had a stroke? And it has turned your world around. Obviously, 
um, with all respect, if your stroke prevents you from speaking clearly, probably not a good idea to call in. But if you are fully recovered and you can articulate uh, your thoughts clearly, um, I'd, I'd like to know. And, you know, you think of strokes as being something that people who are elderly have. And I wouldn't call John Murphy elderly. I know a few people uh, a lot younger than John Murphy and, well, I guess uh, younger than I am, who actually have had strokes. It's not a real pleasant thing. And there's a lot of rehabilitation that uh, goes on with it. Um, is is that you? Is that you? Have you had a, a sudden situation or a situation that developed over time that changed your life. And I, I the, the money shot today is how many of you have had truly near-death experiences? Do you remember that phone call we had from Sue? We had, we had a phone call from a woman who experienced a heart attack. And I don't know why we started talking about heart attacks, but this was well before the Cincinnati game. Well before that. And this was the best call I've ever taken in all of these years. And this is part of what Sue had to say about her near-death experience. What was it like when you came back? Was it like, if have you ever passed out before? No. Okay, so you'd have no basis of comparison, but... Um, it, it, when you pass out and you come back too, it's a very surreal, what the hell, where, where am I? Who am I? What am I? It's that, it's that kind of a feeling. Is that what you had? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll get into it if you want me to, but, um, I did go somewhere when I was down. Can, can you describe, I, can you describe where you were, where you went or what it was like? Yeah. Uh, it was amazing <laughs> and absolutely beautiful, and it so, sounds so cliche because of the stories that maybe people have read about what happens, um, and it was this incredibly warm, precious, joyful, glowing light, and I was in a really, really... <laughs> place and there were tons of people there I couldn't tell you who was there I just knew that I knew everybody and um I was super happy and I kept looking around and going this is so beautiful who put all this together I, I'm having such a great time and Tom I swear on my soul if you ever watch like a video of somebody bungee jumping and when they, you know, when they snap back, when they get to the bottom of the rope and they're pulled up really quickly back toward the bridge or whatever they jumped off of, it was honestly like someone, something had that type of thing tied around my trunk of my body and pulled me backwards out of there at a, billion miles a second all right that was a caller uh sue from uh several weeks ago and look she cannot be the only person uh, in the wben audience who's had a near death experience and i think what happened there 
And I, I haven't listened to it in a while. And again, I take a lot of telephone calls over the course of a month, a year. They, they do tend to run together. I think she may have been defibrillated when she was on the floor of her kitchen. But don't quote me on that. Uh, like I said, I haven't listened to it. And I, I don't really look back too much. I just look ahead to what I've got to do in the future. Uh, but, oh, let me give you the uh, phone numbers here. Uh, have you ha, have your uh, Has your life been changed by something that happened suddenly, like an accident, like maybe on, on the sports field? And it doesn't have to be cardiac arrest by any means. But has your life been changed by an illness? Was your life changed by a heart attack, by a stroke? Um, and, and have you had a near-death experience? I've done entire shows on near-death experiences and have had a ton of people calling in on their near-death experiences. Apparently not today, but apparently everybody who had a near-death experience in shows gone by is currently dead. Uh, the phone number is 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. So to repeat, has your life been changed by an accident, an illness, an injury? Have you had a near-death experience? Um, do you have an opinion on what a near-death experience might be? Because I don't know what to make of near-death experiences because um, some people describe, it's almost a cliche, going to the light. I was going to the light and then I was pulled back from the light. Okay. Um, some people des describe a scene like that, which Susan described. Okay. Um, and then other people describe absolutely nothing. And the, the doctors will say that these near-death experiences are fantasies. They're not really happening. They're just your brain playing tricks on you by just firing stuff off randomly that make you feel better about the situation in which you find yourself. I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but the bottom line is, let's just say random brain activity. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And I feel very disappointed. I felt disappointed at the time because when they stopped my heart during the one surgery, um, there, were, there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. It was just like, it was like being asleep. But it's the weirdest thing, watching a video of yourself knowing that your heart isn't beating and seeing all these people try to bring you back to life and seeing everybody kind of get tense because uh, this guy is going to take a lot more juice than we thought we had. Um, it, it was it was kind of cool. It was kind of freaky in a way, but not going to lie. It was it was cool. 803, I'm badass, sure. Uh, 803, can't change a light bulb, can't lift my arms over my head, but uh, yeah, I'm badass. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. You know, the other thing, too, uh, that I want to get into, um, this is going to be kind of a, a wide-ranging show today, is um, something that I actually started off the show with, and I didn't even realize that I had gold in my hand, and I, I threw it away. I, I threw it back in the creek. Um, and that is, uh, is there anybody out there who believes, as I do, that the pandemic and the hyper-cleanliness of the pandemic has made whatever you've come down with over the past six months a lot worse than it would have been if we wouldn't have been so damn clean during the pandemic? Because I don't take off for colds. Colds are, no, colds are a child's excuse. Two days because of a cold? I needed them. 
That's that's embarrassing for me. It's it's very embarrassing for me. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's go to uh, Depew, and uh, Dennis, you are on. Hello. Hey, Tom, first-time caller. How are you? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, sir. Oh, you got that right. Yeah, I'm calling to you uh, five years ago. I, I contracted uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Oh, that's and not fun. You know what that is? Y- yes. Okay. Most people don't realize anything about it when you talk about it. So, basically, I wasn't feeling well. I was numb. Went to uh, Buffalo General because my niece works there and her husband. And I sat in the ER for about three hours. I told my son, let's go home. So, he takes me home. Pulls in the driveway to take me to St. Joe's. So, anyways, we went to St. Joe's. And I don't remember anything after that. And I walked back up in... Buffalo General. St. Joe's couldn't take care of me. Long story short, um, I was out of it because it kind of put me in a in a deuce coma almost. But you know the cartoon when the, the cartoon character gets electrocuted and you see like his whole skeleton light up? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's basically one of the things I remember that happened to me. That's what I felt like. It was the oddest thing in my life. So, I mean, I was on, I was in the ICU for about two weeks, uh, ventilator, the whole nine yards. And it's kind of weird because everybody had to tell me what happened to me because I don't remember. So the the whole situation where you passed out or blacked out, was that brought on by the uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, or was that because they put you in a coma because your your, your nerves were going crazy? Yeah, it was, it was uh, both. First I passed out. Then uh, my son tells a good story. Tough to tell what he remembers. Um, him and his mom went downstairs, and they came back up, and they were pushing me across the floor on a cart. And it was a nurse on my chest, pumping my chest. Um, of course, I don't remember any of this. It was just uh, fascinating to uh, kind of go through that and realize how short life is. Yeah. Uh, how old would you have been when this was happening, sir? Uh, I'd have been 56. And how, how are you? Now, now the, now, as I understand it, the, the Guillain-Barre syndrome is something that, isn't that lifelong, isn't that chronic? It, it can be. Um, I, I've read so much about this now, it's unbelievable. It kind of be in stages. Some people are stage one. Some people being a stage 10 could die from it. I was a stage nine. Ooh. I had to retire because of it because no doctor would sign off for me to go back to work because of what I did for a living. Um, now, do you I, get Social Security disability? Yeah, that took a year. Yep, took a year, and uh, that qualifies you also for Medica- uh, Medicare. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I lost pretty much everything that my wife and I had accomplished because of this. Oh, that is absolutely horrible, sir. Absolutely, absolutely horrible. See, that's why we need socialized medicine in America like they do in Canada, because people like you should not, you shouldn't lose everything because of a situation like that. We could learn something from Canada. Um, Healthcare should be a right, shouldn't be a privilege. Um, I get that. Oh, uh, uh, 
absolutely. A lot of people don't. I mean, especially a lot of the you know hardcore conservatives think it's some kind of a communist radical idea. But it's kind of embarrassing that Cuba has a better health care system than we do. That is embarrassing. So anyway, getting back to it, um, getting back to it. Um, how long? How long were you in the hospital? Uh, I, everything included was a little over six weeks. And obviously, it um, it severely affected your life. Now, there's two components to it. There's the physical component, and then there's the psychological component. You just got through telling us that you and your wife lost everything because of this illness. Correct. So, is she working? You can't work. Does she work? Oh, actually, I just went back to work part-time. And are you allowed to do that? Yeah. I can only make so much money, So, but I had to find something to do. Well, because I mean, it's very depressing sitting around the house all day watching uh, The Lost Pirate Kingdom on Netflix. Next was Venus and Butthead. <laughs> a man after my own heart. Um, I was listening to you earlier. Yes, exactly. Well, no, that's that's very interesting. I, 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 you know, when I when I hear Guillain-Barre syndrome, I don't think of death, and I don't think of people uh, being put into comas or pass. Excuse me, passing out. I think more of uh, you know a, a chronic situation where people basically can't do anything. Right. Like I said, I was so bad they had to put me on a ventilator because I couldn't breathe anymore. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh yeah, it was near death. And I'll tell you what. Being on a ventilator, I would not wish, wish that on my worst enemy. Really? Oh, my God. It was the worst thing I ever went through in my life was being on a ventilator. Seriously? Yep. Did, did you have to get mittened? In other words, did you keep trying to rip it out? No, no, I didn't do that. But, um, you know, they, they had to keep adjusting me in my bed. and It was just, it was just awful. Well, I'll tell you, you know, the funny thing is about being on the ventilator, uh, the funny thing is for me was, wow, this is a lot better than my CPAP machine. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, true story. True story. Well, I'm glad you're back among the living, but I'm really sorry that you, you lost everything. It should not be that way. I'm taking it that you're a guy who lived your life by the rules, you played by the rules, you paid into your health care, and you thought everything was covered, and then a few things happened, and bingo, boingo, you're broke. Right. Well, I'll tell you one thing was a saving grace was the company I was working for at the time. Of course, I'm not working. I'm not putting it into my, uh, my uh, health care now. They kept paying my health care for the whole time I was sick. No, that's awesome. But it's still, yep. but depending on the le- your responsibility for copay, if you've got a 20% responsibility for copay, that's a hell of a lot of money. Oh, yeah. When I got the bills from the the, uh, the hospital, yeah, it was well, not pretty. Well, no, but I mean, if you ran up a $200,000 bill, you know, your 20% copay is going to be 40000 bucks. Yes, sir. And that's why they call it bankruptcy. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, sir, I'm sorry that happened to you, but there's got to be a better way. There has to be a better way in the United States to deal with uh, health care. Something is terribly wrong when Cuba has better health care than the United States. And I agree with you 110%. How about the people who wouldn't have health care, because I had pretty good health care. You know, I had a great employer. Um, how about the people who don't have that? Oh, I've got a great health care plan until I get sick. Exactly. Yeah. And you, too. I mean, again, you're still responsible for enough of your bill that you had to uh, 
go belly up. Um, thank it. thank you very much. Uh, very interesting call. Uh, I appreciate that. No, I, I really do believe that there's something really messed up with our health care in America. And I, I do get jealous of Canadians. And now, keep in mind, nothing in this life is free. So Canadi- like people in Ontario, they pay a portion of their salary to get that guaranteed covered health care. And we're going to get callers from Ontario who say it's great. We're going to get callers from Ontario who say it's terrible. We're going to get callers who say, well, how come every Canadian comes to Buffalo when they need an MRI? And then other people are going to say, well, geez, I don't know. I got my MRI within a day in Canada. So, you know, there, there are so many different opinions out there. But my opinion is that no hardworking citizen of the United States should lose everything because they happen to lose out on the draw of uh, of genetics or whatever happen to cause your particular uh, situation, uh, you should. You know, everybody should get. There should be equity in in healthcare. Absolutely. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. Yes, I am a communist. I uh, changed over the last four days just a little bit. Got my little marks and angles and Lenin posters up at home. It's very nice. My living room is red, actually. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. I'm wearing my Viva Fidel shirt. You might not be able to tell that on the radio. Pray for Fidel on the other side. It's just uh, it's a very it's a very eclectic shirt, really. Uh, 803 803- 0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, talking about a whole lot of stuff and a whole lot of shaking going on. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.